Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 30th day of April in the year of our Lord, 2021. I will be talking today about how my perception right now is as if I live in a country occupied by a foreign and hostile force. I don't mean a foreign nation, but a foreign ideology. Foreign to everything I hold dear, everything I have believed in throughout my life. Yes, a foreign and hostile ideology occupies the halls of power, of education, of business, and of entertainment. Today is the last Friday, the last day of April. The temperatures are starting to heat up here in the River City. Yesterday, the temperature was in the mid-80s. The Castle family roses are responding to the spring with their beauty coming out for our enjoyment. We're fine here in Memphis in good health right now, just rolling with the punches, as is the family daughter out in the land of California. Speaking of living in an occupied country, many people in 1940 thought that the French army was far superior to the Germans because of vast numbers of men in uniform, the vast numbers of tanks, other materials, but all those people turned out to be wrong. It took the Germans about four weeks to conquer France and occupy Paris. The older French people who sacrificed so much in the previous war, the Great War, they cried. The young men were in uniform or in the French resistance, as were many of the young women. They all had a common hope, however. That hope rested in the hundreds of thousands of young men willing to risk their very lives to rescue them and their nation. We have no such hope today. That's the sad part of this story. There are no American and British soldiers coming to our rescue. That is why the resistance to our occupiers is so important, just as the French resistance was important to the Allied war effort. To have a proper understanding of the world, especially the technologically advanced world of today, a nation must have an educated class of people. For example, when Otto von Bismarck, the Iron Chancellor, led Germany in its defeat of France back in the Franco-Prussian War of 1870, he thanked not the generals but the schoolteachers of Germany. The Nazis took control of the schools to make sure that only Nazi propaganda was taught to the young French children today. In America, a foreign ideology has complete control of education or what is left of it. From kindergarten through university, they have left in their wake a human catastrophe of lost potential and societal destruction. Young people who endure even 12 years of stultifying politically correct propaganda are handicapped for life by the decisions of the new occupying ideology that now runs American education. Many people say that American education is a failure since it ranks near the bottom of the industrialized world, but my view is that it is a spectacular success. The schools in America are doing and doing the job well they are intended to do. That is to turn out more grist for the mill that is the godless atheistic new world ideology that has won the war for the soul of America. The enemy responds by saying that all the problems it has created are easily explained by systemic racism. The way that works is to attempt to convince normal people they carry some type of original racism sin in their DNA since normal people are systematically racist without knowing it. The system must be game to counter that unknown gene. 
The result of it all is a hostile, divided nation that can accomplish nothing much except to march along to the drumbeat of the new Pied Piper, taking us nearer the falls each day. The people who control all this are so incredibly despicable it would be hard to overstate it. They and their educational system are destroying generations of people who are the future for all of us. The primary educational major for millions of inner-city kids right now is prison and welfare. Those two things are obviously the standard that our conquerors have convinced us to accept while blaming it all on the uncontrollable systemic racism of normal people. What answer does our occupying army require of us when we see the prisons full of their educational efforts? Open the doors, they say. Open the prison doors because they, they must be in there because of systemic racism. First, you go around the country in all the major cities and you elect with George Soros money district attorneys who will refuse to prosecute certain crimes and who will open the prison doors for the others. The result is a horror show of murder and violent crime in every major city in America. When our overlords see the results of their policies, they don't care. They see hundreds of young black men killing each other in the streets of our cities. There's no policing to stop it. They don't care. They know they are sacrificing their lives of hundreds, perhaps thousands of their own people. They just don't care, I suppose. They look at it as collateral damage in their war effort. They fight a war, not to improve and make life better, but to destroy civilization itself. What will replace the civilization they, through their self-induced chaos, violence, bloodshed, and hatred, destroy, I suppose, we'll have to wait and see, although they show us glimpses from time to time. Even the best, most elite prep schools where the children of the occupiers are sent for their Marxist indoctrination, often send them into the world ignorant but indoctrinated if they have the politically correct opinions about everything important. That is enough because, after all, the intelligence is in the machine, not in the head. Political correctness is the lever used to pry open the lockbox that once held our civilization. Cancel culture is one result, but it's just the tip of the iceberg, the lie that everything is based on systemic racism is being used to destroy the civilization. No one will dare speak out, so no one will dare resist because the army of occupation has total power and total control. They have even managed to destroy and divide the once sacrosanct American family like the old Civil War brother against brother theme. That is enough about the ruination and the destruction of a once proud educational system I speak for a moment now about something far less important, but still an integral part of American life. That is entertainment, I would suspect. That very few of the French people went out to see the Nazi propaganda film showing in Paris theaters. Did you watch the Oscars last Sunday night? No, neither did I. Neither did anyone else, relatively speaking. The ratings were down 58% over last year with less than 10 million worldwide. Watching, that was the lowest rating in history. I guess the attitude is, we know you control everything, but that doesn't mean we have to assist you. Piers Morgan wrote about it, quote, the tragic truth is that the Oscars, as we know it, died last night, woke to death by a craven collective desire from those involved to preach, not entertain, to lecture, rather than make us laugh, to virtue signal instead of perform, end quote. John Nolte of Breitbart News put it like this, quote, 
The woke tart stink is all over everything related to Hollywood and overall entertainment industry that has made it stridently clear it is long history of entertaining the masses is over. It's no longer about putting on a good show. Instead, we will be lectured, shamed by elite a-holes who think they are too important to sing, dance, and make us laugh, end quote. Who would want to watch these people? Those who live and work in Los Angeles, perhaps. But they must stumble over thousands of homeless sleeping in the streets, pay outrageous state taxes, have unaffordable housing as a direct result of the insane policies of the occupying army that controls the state of California. People finally get a day off from the stress of work. That's what you roll out to entertain them? No thanks. Mr. Nolte again, quote, the unearned arrogance is bad enough, but you can sense just how much woke Hollywood hates its own audience, how much they hate everyday people. This hate just pours out of them every word and every look. These idiots might not have much talent, much charisma or smarts, but they do carry an awful lot of hostility, end quote. Professional sports are no less pontificating and arrogant. Gone are the days when the high school kid you went to class with, grew up to be a big league ball player. Now we're faced with multi-billionaire owners, decimillionaire players who seem to feel the same way about normal people that the Hollywood celebrities do. People are turning them off by the millions as ratings plummet. Speaking for myself as a lifelong sports fan, I don't care how players vote or how they think. I just don't want it rubbed in my face every time I watch. So I no longer watch. I'm not going to pay to be insulted anymore. My guess is that many people feel the same way. I consider my non-attendance, my non-viewing as the voice of resistance. So an occupying force has destroyed education and entertainment. But what about politics? Well, I'm glad you asked. Most people can see that with $28 trillion of debt and climbing, there is a day of reckoning coming. The philosophy in Washington seems to be grab, buy, steal, spend as much as you possibly can before the whole thing collapses. When it finally does collapse, we favored ones, we occupiers, will be just fine. The Biden $1.8 trillion tax grab bill presently pending includes $511 billion for something the Biden administration refers to as education, including Universal preschool for three- and four-year-olds and free community college. I'm sorry for the families too ignorant or too poor to keep from delivering their three- and four-year-olds into enemy hands. I could go on and on about this bill, which will only serve to take a once-great nation faster down the road to ruin. Let us now provide $511 billion more billion for the further destruction of our children. This occupying army, this alien ideology that I've been talking about is very clever in its methods. It acquires millions, if not billions, of fake Federal Reserve computer blips courtesy of the Biden administration, but it also solicits and accepts foreign donations from hostile governments and from hostile individuals such as George Soros, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and the like. The clever part comes in their ability to capture the involuntary hostile rage that lives within people due primarily to the conditions under which they live, conditions caused by the very people who seek to control and use them. That involuntary rage, when collectively harnessed, is a very powerful force. When met with no resistance, it will expand into destructive chaos very quickly. 
that force is being used to convince a lot of black people they are the victims of a system that will not let them achieve and which hunts and kills them on the streets. Black Lives Matter and Antifa both perpetuate that myth. The leaders of these groups know it's a myth. It is mythical, and as evidence, I point to the hypocrisy of the Black Lives Matter leader purchasing more than one multi-million dollar home in L.A. in a neighborhood less than 2% black, spending $26,000 at a Malibu nightclub for self-confessed Marxists. They seem to enjoy the benefits of capitalism quite well. They must know that with their anti-police attitude, their ghetto warrior, don't come into my hood attitude, they will be a destructive force in black communities. That destructive force will do more harm than good. It's costing the lives of thousands of mostly young black people. The leadership of those groups does not care. They don't care, nor do the white politicians who egg them on. Why don't they care, folks? Why? How could they possibly not care about the obvious destruction they're causing? Well, their cause is not to help or to heal, but to destroy. That's why they don't care. They're out to destroy the very civilization that made it all possible. They are aided by foreign enemies, but primarily it is all driven by a foreign occupying force. The force does not care about this country or its people. In fact, it hates them. None of this would be possible if the occupied still had the Christian faith along with Christian morality. So that was destroyed a long time ago. The people groan under the weight of oppression. They don't even know what's causing it. Finally, folks, how does totalitarianism gain control of a free people? Lie by lie, give in by give in, acceptance by acceptance. Before you know it, you're in it, and everything you know is part of it. Imperceptibly, it becomes your reality. So that others are deviants, deniers, anti-vaxxers, super-spreaders, and Nazis. Many are prisoners inside their own minds. Will they ever be free? Time will tell, folks. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.